Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Now, here's your host for On The Mark, Joe McGranahan. With us this morning, oh, there we go. I thought I was talking to myself for a minute. Maybe I was. Welcome on back on board on the mark. It's a beautiful Monday morning. If you don't mind a little bit of rain. And we've got some exciting things to talk about. We have a caller on the line. We have two emails that are left over from Friday that I want to get to. And we want to tell you that we're brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. Uh, let's see. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our telephone number is 570-743-9565. That's 570-743-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com or text us at 70236. Be sure to include the keywords OTM at the start of your message. On the Mark is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company, a family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and the Kia dealership on routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. They invite you to visit the Quick Lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury, where they specialize in all types of service on vehicles, state inspections, and nitrogen for tires, And they're open Monday through Friday, 6.30 a.m. to 6 p.m., Saturday, 6.30 a.m. till 2 p.m. You can find them on the web at sunburymotors.com. Check out their online specials or build a Ford, Hyundai, or Kia to your precise specifications. The Sunbury Motor Company sells Ford, Hyundai, and Kia vehicles. They are a premier service provider for all makes of cars and trucks, including all sizes of trucks. They have a large truck shop, a parts department, a body shop, an alignment shop, and a repair garage for all types of vehicles. They're a master towing service with decades of experience. Sunbury Motor Company selling more cars, satisfying more customers since 1915. I am astounded this morning. I was expecting something in the email box that didn't arrive. And you know what that might have been? From our good friend E.B., a note saying how appalled she was at Senator Menendez in New Jersey, the greedy guy stealing gold bars, he and his wife in a big conspiracy. They're looting the Treasury. They're doing all sorts of horrible things. And I know if he were a Republican, she would be offended and upset. But we didn't see anything from her this morning about this Democrat who apparently is greedy beyond belief. In any event, uh, one of our other emailers says, I love the way Eric defended Fetterman's dress attire as insignificant in the grand scheme of things. He would be the first to trash any Republican doing the same thing. And he knows it. And then we didn't get Tom's email in, who always has a comment about the show. He said, well, the clown show continues. Callers are putting down John Fetterman, while at the same time defending the former president, as well as the Republican Party for the January 6th insurrection. Shameful! John Fetterman is a good man who is working for the people, not the billionaire class. Yes, of course he can't do that dressed in a suit and tie. He's got to do that looking like, uh, as in his own words, a slob. Stan, good morning. What's on your mind this morning? <laughs> oh, what a joy when Tom sends in his things. <laughs> Insurrection, Tom, really? No, it was a riot. Anyways, uh, I called about the new Office of Gun Violence Prevention that 
VP Harris is going to be in charge of. Well, I haven't heard about this. Uh, you didn't. I, it no, was I, all over the news. I was. Well, I guess I was focused on a couple of other things. I was focused on uh, the polling that shows President Biden losing to Donald Trump. I, I wanted to talk about that this morning. And uh, the fact that the Democrats are calling for Biden and more and more to step down and, you know, announce his retirement. But I missed this, so enlighten us all. Well, they're going to prevent gun violence, although there is no such thing as gun violence. There's only violence. But in their statement, I read the statement that was put out. It's on WhiteHouse.gov, blah, blah, another website they put out. There Nowhere in there did it say that they were going to go after the criminals using guns illegal, uh, you know, criminally with the full extent of the law, because there's lots of laws saying you can't use a gun in the commission of a crime, and when they, you do, and you're arrested, you are to serve mandatory minimums for those crimes, okay? So, if you're not going to prosecute criminals using guns to commit crimes, just exactly what are you going to do to prevent, quote, gun violence? Well, I don't know, but here's the point. If Kamala Harris is in charge of it, nothing will happen. <laughs> well, that's a, that's the general consensus, but she has some radical anti-gunners uh, under her that are probably going to do the day-to-day, okay? <laughs> They're radicals, all right? So so I don't, I don't know what they can do. You know, they want to pass more legislation, considering there's lots of laws to say that you can't go out and use a gun to shoot somebody or rob a store to beat somebody up alongside the head. And if you do and you're arrested, you will be serving a mandatory minimum sentence of 5 to 10, 15, 20, whatever the years is in the laws. But in most cases, if you read news articles in local jurisdictions, those crimes are generally plea bargained away so that the DA could say that he got a win and put a criminal off the street. Yeah, well, maybe for six months, but instead of the five to ten years, which they should have served when using a gun in the commission of a crime. Okay, well, as I understand it, and this is from the White House, well, you didn't read this part, the new office will focus on implementing executive and legislative action, including historic bipartisan Safer <laughs> Communities Act signed by President Biden to end the scourge of gun violence in America. Right, uh-huh. But he doesn't say how he's going to do that, does he? Does it say how they're going to do that? Well, it says the new Office of Gun Violence Prevention will be overseen by Vice President Harris, who has been a key leader in the Biden-Harris administration's <laughs> effort to end our nation's gun violence epidemic. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah, just can't... like she did, to, just like she had secured the border, right? Okay, yeah, yeah but you know, and and, there, and did you see the further? If you go further down that page, their goals that they want to do. They want to prosecute gun traffickers. Now, if people are trafficking guns illegally to criminals, I have no problem with taking them off the street. And there's probably, I think there's mandatory minimums for those crimes, too. Let's use them. And they want to eliminate... Now, this is the one that boggles my mind, okay? The, he says he wants to eliminate immunity from liability for the manufacturers. Okay? They have no immunity from faulty product liability, period. What they do have immunity from is being uh, sued and held liable for someone taking a gun and criminally misusing it. That's what they have the immunity from. 
which they should. Now, if they're going to take their immunity, then I want to see them take every knife manufacturer's, every baseball manufacturer's, every vehicle manufacturer's uh, immunity from liability for the criminal misuse of those products. That's what I want to see. But we know that will never happen, don't we? Well, I'm not certain exactly what they would expect to achieve by doing that, except bankrupting, bankrupting, bankrupting the, yeah, that would be the only positive outcome that could come from it. I mean, there'd be a hell of a lot of lawsuits. Positive? Huh? I, well, from their end, I'm saying the uh, only positive yeah, okay. would be that the gun manufacturers go bankrupt and nobody wants to manufacture a gun anymore because it's too dangerous to their economic bottom line, so... But, yeah. you know, so, but the, some of what they're talking about, they want to ban assault weapons and high-capacity magazines. Okay, well, I can see banning assault weapons and high-capacity <laughs> magazines. You know, wh- why Why do you need a high-capacity magazine? Just out of curiosity, why do you need now, to be now able I'm to... I'm going to lay this out for you plain and simple, Joe, okay? okay? Right, I know. It's you're, your right to do you're, so. You're, you're <laughs> sitting in your house watching TV in your easy chair, okay? Now, you may or may not have a six-shot revolver somewhere near you. Someone's, someone, or maybe some people are pounding on your door wanting to gain entrance into your home. You have no idea who they are, how many there are. There could be one, there could be ten coming across, and they could all be armed with, say, oh my, handguns with high-capacity magazines because they're criminals and you have a six-shot revolver. Well, What are you going to do, Joe? I don't think that they would be pounding on my door. I think they'd be firing through the window to take me out before they came in. Oh, so so that makes it better? (laughs) No, what I'm saying to you is that, you know, what you're saying is a scenario that is highly unlikely. I mean, it could happen. Uh, I'm not saying it couldn't happen. It does happen. All right, but, you know, what What about the other hand, uh, the guy sitting there with his six-bullet six thing and some 19-year-old kid who's at the wrong door pounds on his door and he takes up the gun and shoots him? Whoa, 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 you won't yourself. and I have said, no, I have said in the past, if a kid is pounding on the door and he steps back and the guy looks out the door and he sees a kid, lone kid there and he's afraid for his life, the phone is right there, call the cops. Okay, my scenario is the guys are breaking down the door. They're knocking on the door, but they will eventually break down the door. Okay. Well, what do they want? Because why that's are what they, criminals do. Why Who knows what door? they want? Who cares what they want? Well, I They're care what they it. want. No, I'm just saying that you know you're you're, pa- you're painting a picture that's highly unusual. Name me two <laughs> cases. Name me two cases recently where that's been the case. Can you name any? That, that more than one people? No, the one people came pounding on, the door? The, pounding on the door with high-capacity magazines, shooting the work, work, wanting to shoot the person inside. There, there are uh, cases where in certain states, I think Texas is one, and some other states where multiple people have gone into houses, and it's generally it's a kid home alone, and they threaten him because they come in with guns, and, and, and the kid picks up the gun and shoots at least one or more. Okay. Okay. It has happened. Now, off the top of my head, I don't know exactly when, but it's been recent. They're out there. It happens. So don't tell me it doesn't happen. But so you are okay with the person that is doing nothing, sitting in his home, being disarmed to the point, oh, you have a six-shot revolver. But the criminals, the criminals don't give a royal hoot about the laws and what may or may not be limited on magazine capacity 
Okay. And they're well, going to come in your house to rob you coming, and do whatever they want to do with you. If they're coming in your house and you you need something more than a six-shot firearm because they've got uh, these assault weapons with high-capacity magazines, should we now allow people to own bazookas? Uh, no. Well, yeah, I wouldn't have a problem with that to a point. But ah, if you read the Second Amendment, is to keep and bear arms, okay, shall not be infringed. Well, let me put now it to the you arms of the arms of the day were small arms, rifles and handguns. Okay. Now people will say, well, they were muskets, they were muzzlers. Yes, arms have evolved over time, and and, and that's why it didn't specifically say muskets in the amendment. It said arms. Now, arms is also a knife. Could be a sword at the time. I don't have a problem with that. Now, bazooka, I wouldn't necessarily have a problem with somebody owning a bazooka. And there are people that probably do under class three weapons. They're considered destructive devices, but you can purchase them. Okay, okay? But here, here's where I'm going with this. Uh, you're sitting in your home, and you have your six gu- your, your gun, and the criminals have decided to take, on, take you on for one reason or another. But if you had a sign out in front of your house that said, this home protected by firearms, don't you think they'd go somewhere else? And if, if you pr- every, smart. And if everybody had that sign out in front of their home, don't you think they would think twice before be embarking on that type of crime? You're, you would hope they're that smart. But, you know, they are criminals, so mm, that's yet to be determined. But, see, that is why, you know, schools are shot up, because they put them as gun-free zones. And okay. they know that well, they will get no no resistance in those schools. I don't but the, put... schools, the schools that put up signs saying that our teachers are armed and so-and-so, they generally don't have problems. I don't want to put too fine a point on this. Cowards. But briefly, the other things they talk about, are, and we never got past the first one, and we, we're running out of time here, requiring safe storage of firearms. Who could be against that? Requiring background checks for all gun sales. Why is that a problem? Well, the only way you can have a true uh, background check, universal background check, is with a gun registry, Joe. Because anybody could buy and sell a gun, and they could say, well, no, I bought or sold it before this law went into effect. So the only way they can implement such a thing is with a gun registry. Okay. Okay. And I Rifle, rifles and that. shotguns right now are not registered in Pennsylvania. Other states they are. Handguns are registered in Pennsylvania. So every handgun that is transferred in a private sale has to go through a background check. And I always recommend that even parents that give them to their kids because that's legal. They don't have to go through a background check and have it transferred to their kids do it because if the gun is stolen from that kid's house or used and used in a commission of crime, the first person that they're going to go to because the parent had it registered in their name is to the parent. And I always tell them, you don't want that hassle. Well, look at it this way. The Biden administration is intent on doing something. And, and I can't say, and you and I have had this discussion before, and, and really it doesn't seem to generate, you and I talk about it, but I, we, don't, we aren't being flooded with phone calls of other people who are as similarly outraged as you are. But, you know, let's look at it from the standpoint of saying we ought to try something to cut down on the amount of violence with guns. Not gun violence, violence with guns. Oh, I have no disagreement with that, Joe. There are plenty of laws in the books to affect that per cause, okay? But banning and law-abiding citizens have never done a thing 
is the problem. But they aren't working. That's the problem. They aren't working. If these laws were working, we wouldn't be having all the violence (laughs) with guns we have, right? You have to prosecute the scumbag criminals and get them off the street for them to actually work, Joe. If you actually made a force and showed that if you do that with a gun, you will go to jail for a minimum of five years. Most criminals are cowards, and they don't want to spend time in prison. Well, we do so have that law. If you it, prosecute, they don't, they do don't use law. the mandatory minimums. Well, they, the state has it. But let's face it, sometimes they negotiate that away in order to get a plea agreement. And that there's the problem. There should be no negotiate. All these people that say they want to stop gun violence are the first people that negotiate away the crimes. Okay. Hey, listen, we got to move on. Thanks, Stan. Always appreciate debating this topic with you. Thank you. 570-743-9565. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com or text us at 70236. I appreciate Stan's passion on this issue, but, you know, I I think that there has come a point where, where we have to feel that something is being done to make us safer from violence with guns. Now, agreed with Stan. We have a lot of laws on the books already. Whether or not they're being enforced, I guess that's an argument we we can have back and forth uh, over a period of time. Uh, And usually it's a specific case that you'd want to talk about, that this person actually did get sent to jail for five years because he committed a crime with a gun, where this guy over here, he didn't go to jail for five years because he negotiated a plea agreement. I mean, let's face it, the law is imperfect. You look at all these uh, plea deals that they make trying to flip drug dealers, uh, the small guy to get the middle guy to get the bigger guy. You know, sometimes, as I heard one of them say on a TV show, you make a deal with the devil. Maybe not that's maybe not the best deal, but you do make one just because it actually solves a problem at the moment. We're going to take a quick break. We invite your calls on this or any other topic at 570-743-9565. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com or text us at 70236. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle prices are the lowest. Sunbury Motors for Prove the mobile from Pantella Data Business Voice. Mobile. Pantella Data Business Voice. Anywhere you are. Janice. Yep. Or a global one is a challenge with access to experts, award-winning insight, and business solutions so powerful and globally. Visit Ducking for business to learn more. And why does your stink? They won't hit the showers because it makes their skin. It sounds like your guys have been hit hard by hard water. You kidding me? Your skin and the stink out of your teeth. Okay, Culligan, I'm Kick things off with a free in-test from a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. Call for Central Pennsylvania to for all your water treatment needs. Water test with a 28. That's one eight. Site again is. We're brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company, selling more cars to Merth since 1915. Got WKOK.com as someone has done and everyone else has done. The text says a bribery. I'm sorry. Well, he wife. I guess his wife. That's Ford House. You're not the the mainstream media. CNN there like at what five in the morning or so. Emma's and his wife and talking about exactly what your Second Amendment is and the. the 
And that's Joe Biden's uh, and the people, but the people that way that politicians have that attitude. But the right to bear arms in a well-regulated infringement. The first well, not even of amendments or law population of the people, what they used to call certain things, right? I'm not against uh, infringing on, but see, the, the word militia, uh, you'd have to have a pretty big... That the stand, I, I think, on principle. Oh, so no, well, you that's should a, not have something on your door to have available to you. I was talking no, about, talking he was talking about card magazines. That's what, but I'm... <laughs> I'm talking about why, the, in a, in a different aspect, why the Second Amendment is what it is, and and it has the word militia in there, and that that's that's not to fight your neighborhood bloods or crips. I don't believe, I mean, although it could be used that way when they become that dangerous, but it's to stand up for the people, to stand up against the government, it's well, I to have some power. Because what do you think they did in Germany or any other dictator when they they move in sure. with the power? They take Go the ahead. guns. No, they take the guns. I'm not arguing. Oh, that. oh well, that's an interesting uh, consequence because of if you look but at and there's a, more than two examples of uh, as I gave the preacher and uh, Roger Stone. There's a lot of examples and don't and then don't even take it to the United States alone. Look around the world when. Uh, Governments become all powerful, and that's what I'm saying about not. Right, but the Everybody. government, the government isn't usually knocking on your door illegally. Usually, they have. Oh no, no, I know they pass laws so they can break down your door with a battering ram and come in and shoot you. But they can't do that without a. Oh, I mean, they have legal. done that. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I'm not sure. People have acted against the law for a lot of years. I mean, people, we, we can put all the laws, in, and I agree with Stan. We can put all and the that's laws in the book, Stan, and I agree with Stan. All right, we can do hey, all that, when they but that doesn't. Bargain out, <laughs> <laughs> that that's ridiculous in a, in okay. a sense. Go ahead. Uh, nothing. We, we, I'll give you the last word. Uh, all right. And, last and I know you're going to take it. Is, is on a different subject, and I will say Menendez is an amateur compared to Joe Biden because <laughs> Joe Biden has it down when he says in that one where he whispered into the microphone, "Where's the money?" Yeah, he knows that he had a system of LLCs and such. Menendez, amateur to have that kind of money in his own house. And the things that he had, Joe half a, Biden, half a million bucks stashed away in paper yeah, bags. He and is jobs. an amateur compared. <laughs> he should have yeah, talked to Joe a little bit more, you know, behind uh, closed doors on how to hide the bribe yeah, money. He needed to find somebody to launder it for him. Hey, Joe, thanks a lot. Appreciate your call as always. Five seven zero seven four three nine five six five. Bob from Paxinus, you're on the mark. Yeah. Good morning. At least Biden is trying to do something when it comes to gun violence. You know. Dan can put him down all he wants to, but at least he's, they're trying something. Better okay, than but, but if they try something that takes away your legitimate rights, is that good? What rights are they taking away? Well, your, your right to bear firearms. It should be uninfringed. That's, that's a rumor. That's a big lie. That's never well, It's in the Constitution. Happen. What, you mean take away people's guns? Yes. That'll never. That's just politics, just like Social Security, all that crap. It's all politics just to get you to vote for them. And um, when it comes to a bazooka, what is a bazooka? Well, it was used to take out tanks in World War II. They probably have something better uh, today. I just okay. use that as an example of outrageous firepower that may not uh, be, maybe overkill if it's in your home. Okay, so it's like a cannon. <laughs> well, no, it was handheld, and it uh, it fired a missile, and it destroyed the armor and tanks, went through the armor and went inside the tank. The Germans, have you ever made a... The Germans had a thing called a Panzerfaust, uh, which was roughly similar to the bazooka, but uh, worked on a different principle. Did you ever make a potato shooter? 
I've heard of them, I've seen them, but I you have never made with, one. Just, <laughs> you just make it with PVC pipe and some lighter fluid. It's very quick. Yeah, well, it will knock somebody out. But as far I as wouldn't like want to fire a potato at somebody uh, <laughs> if they're coming through my door, Bob. <laughs> well, no, but I mean, as far as a twenty-two, you can put, I don't know, I can get eight or ten rounds in my twenty-two, I think. Can you? I mean, that's more than enough ammunition to to shoot somebody if they're coming in my house at me. And the thing is, today with uh, Amazon, Walmart, all these delivery companies, they're just having anybody come out in their own regular cars, come and bring in packages to your houses, and they're getting shot at and killed. Now, I haven't heard about them getting shot at and killed. Can you, you, you know of one? Yes, yeah, it's been on TV. And another thing is now you've got to watch when you leave the banks. People are following you home, and they're hijacking you when you get home from the bank. Yeah, well, I, you know, using an ATM machine in a big city would probably be a dangerous proposition. Ours around here, mostly you drive up to, but the ones that they have, you know, outside the bank where you walk in and do it, that, that could be a problem. And it's the same thing with that person that went to the wrong, that kid that went to the wrong house and got shot trying to get in in the house. I mean, he had no weapon. He had no, you know... It's like Stan said, well, why, you got a phone, you can call the police, but then he, on the other side of him, he says, well, you got a gun, shoot him. Well, look at your beloved John Fetterman. Uh, black guy's jogging through his neighborhood, he goes out and accosts him with a gun. Yeah, I'm sure there's more to it than what's laid out there. Uh, I don't know the whole story or whatever, but I mean, if it was really a criminal act, he, he would have been punished for it. Would he? He should have been. Everybody should have been. And just like that uh, Democrat that did this... Uh, all this money laundering shit. He should be locked up, too. He should be resigning out of the house already. Well, he should be gone. I'll agree with you on that. And he is getting some people calling for him to go, whether he actually will step down or not. I mean, last time, he was the beneficiary of a hung jury when they tried exactly. to bring charges against him. So exactly. doesn't mean he was guilty. doesn't mean he was innocent. It just means the government couldn't prove it. All right, well, I was just calling up to say, you know, at least the Biden administration is doing something, trying to do something to stop this gun violence, and hopefully it helps in some way or another. Well, we'll keep our fingers crossed, but, you know, I, I do agree with Stan that I hate to take away legitimate rights that people have uh, to in, in order to um, make people feel a little safer. I know? don't see any rights being taken away anywhere. Well, fair enough. Okay. <laughs> and as far as finding, as far as going out and getting a criminal to get hand in their guns, I don't see that happening. No, I don't see that happening either. They've tried years ago. They tried to buy back guns in major cities. They had to buy back, or the police would have a no questions asked. You turn in the gun. We won't ask you who who you who who you are, or where you got it. Just drop it off and then get it off the street. Yeah, but it's they worth don't more get than a, what they'll pay you. Yeah, well, they don't get a lot of takers. I don't think, yeah, you're right. They probably is worth more if you sell it underground, for, particularly. For sure, you can get $1,000 a gun. Well, I don't know. I never tried. I don't own one. I, so. Well, I'm just guessing. I, I was going to say, I hope you haven't tried it either, Bob. Appreciate no, your call. I, I, have, I have enough. I don't need any more. Thank you. Okay. Appreciate your have call, sir. Day. Thank you. Sure. You're welcome. Bye. 570-743-9565. Email us at com. As Doug has done, he says, you said it, Joe. We need to do something to make us feel safer. When referring to the so-called gun violence, that's what the government does. They pass bills and laws that make people feel safer, but doesn't actually make people safer. Just like the masks and the jabs, it makes people feel safer, but are otherwise pretty much 
useless. That's from Doug. Uh, and you can email us, at, or rather text us at 70236. Put OTM at the start of your message, as some have done. One of our texters says, Bob, trying? The left has been trying for years and accomplished nothing but infringing on law-abiding citizens' rights. Why do you hate citizens' rights? Well, I don't think Bob hates them. I think he's just has a different opinion. Then Gatling guns are legal and can be purchased like a rifle or shotgun. Everyone should have one. <laughs> That's a scary thought. And then Joe from Sunbury is 100% correct. The Second Amendment was written to keep a tyrannical government in check. Okay, 570-743-9565. That's our hotline number. Email us at onthemark at wkok.com. Text us at 70236. The lines are open. Give us a call. Want to work for a stable yet growing company? Got it. Want to work for a family-owned business with over 100 years' experience in taking care of customers and employees? Got it. Want to work for a leader in selling more cars and satisfying more customers? Got it. Who has all that? SMC Sunbury Motor Company is looking for technicians across all their departments. Whether you're an entry-level technician, an experienced technician, or someone looking for a career change, Sunbury Motors would love to hear from you. They're looking for technicians for their quick lane, car and light truck service, heavy truck service, body shop, and frame and alignment division. You can apply online at sunburymotors.com, in person at our North 4th Street location, or call Todd at 570-286-7746. Your new career of working on Fords, Kias, Hyundais, Western Star trucks, plus anything that fits in the door and some things that don't. Join Sunbury Motors. Your new career is waiting for you. Here's what a patient of Dr. Carl Jenkins has to say about his new dental implants. Getting the implants as opposed to just the regular dentures was the best move I ever made. Huge difference. They improved my quality of life, basically. Not just a cosmetic thing. I'm really, really happy with it. Before coming to Dr. Jenkins, his diet was boring, bland, and limited. Scrambled eggs, mashed potatoes, rice, things of that nature. But now that he has beautiful and functional implants from Dr. Jenkins. Since I've got them, I can eat anything I want. I was just at a restaurant, had a huge, big, giant serving. I can even eat peanuts. I can eat cashews, everything like that. Huge difference. And it's just changed my life. It's the first time in my whole life where I enjoy going to the dentist. The doctor and his crew are the best people. I love them to death. Dr. Carl Jenkins in Watsontown. Visit us at smilesbyjenkins.com. Welcome back to On the Mark. The hotlines are open, 570-743-9565. Our texters are active. One of our texters says, same people who talk about restricting and eventually eliminating gun ownership support defending police where gun crime is rampant. Good point. And then, Bob, so you agree criminals won't turn in guns. Interesting. So what's the point of doing something just for the sake of doing something? Well, maybe. You know, in the absence of a firm plan, in the absence of a crystal-cut, clear solution to the problem, uh, you know, I hate to use the argument, but you throw enough stuff against the wall and see if some of it sticks. Maybe there's something out there of benefit. I still don't see why people oppose background checks, uh, except that I don't think there should be a uniform registry, as Stan said earlier in our program. And I don't see anything at all wrong with red flag laws. I mean, you can say, yes, someone gets their guns taken away from them for a few days or a few weeks until they uh, are proven to be capable of handling them again and not a threat to themselves or others. 
others. We have had so many instances where people who had these manifestos and who had deranged ideas about things have actually taken guns into their hands and shoot, shot and killed people. Uh, that it, Red flag law makes a lot of sense to me. I, I can't see a good argument against it. That's just me personally. Okay, let's see. We have other topics. What I was going to talk about this morning is the polls that are now showing, and we have a call coming in, so we'll get to that, but former President Donald Trump is currently leading President Biden by 10 points among voters, according to a new poll. The Washington Post and ABC released the poll Sunday, which found that if the 2024 presidential election were held today, Trump would win with 52% to 42% for Biden. Respondents also held a poor view of Biden's handling of the economy and the U.S.-Mexico border in addition to his age. And we'll get back to that because Dave from Lewisburg wants to talk about John Fetterman's dress code. Good morning, sir. Good morning. How are you this morning? Hanging in there. And yourself, Good. I hope. What, uh, are you wearing your coat and tie today, or are you in your jean, or your uh, gym shorts? I never wear gym shorts to this program. <laughs> I just find I just find it very funny and very disturbing that all of a sudden Chuck Schumer could just allow something like this to happen after how many years of being uh, have to have a look decent anyhow. But uh, you know, it's um, it just frustrates me to think that the Senate can just argue about this, but yet we can allow thousands of people cross the border every day or homeless veterans, you know, and not doing anything about that, but we worry about a dress code and take up the time of our Senate to argue about something so silly when the man shouldn't be allowed to do that anyhow. You should have some respect for the job that he has. I agree. I agree completely. You know, he knew what the dress code was in the Senate before he ran. If he couldn't, if he couldn't live with it, he should have told the voters, "Listen, I want to be your senator, but I'm not going to follow the dress code of the United States Senate. I'm going to go in there in my jeans and my hoodies and all of the things. Well, not sh- shorts. I guess he wears shorts, not jeans. Jeans would probably be preferable, really, to shorts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did. I do agree. Where uh, there's a. Uh... A senator in Maine, it's an older lady, and she said that she would have to wear her bikini then to come to the Senate for meetings. Yeah. I think that would be great. You know, if, if somebody's going to look like an idiot, just uh, let them all look like. But the other thing that I think about is it just makes our government look that much weaker, sillier, uh, non-respective about anything. I agree. I don't see anything wrong with looking serious about what you do. I mean, would you hire a lawyer, let's say, who was uh, dressed in a, as Bozo the Clown? I don't think so. I mean, you want right. somebody who looks like they command respect, that they command, uh, commands or have some dignity, can and can, can command command the room when they walk in. You know, somebody who looks like a leader. Well, I don't think you look right. like a leader wearing a, a Carhartt uh, pullover and and shorts and gym shoes in the United States Senate. You look out exactly. of place. You look like a, a fish out of water. Exactly. The other thing I heard, too, was he did make them mention that if they would vote for one, uh, I think it was a bill for more money to go to Ukraine, that uh, he would dress up. He would put. A, he would suit up, and the Republicans would, uh, would uh, go with his, with his bill that he's proposing. Yeah. Is he actually proposing a bill? I mean, I haven't heard I, him introduce anything. Well, I shouldn't anything. say proposing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Aside with him, I guess it would be more that way. I'm not certain what he's done down there. I mean, I haven't seen him, other than voting almost 100% with President Biden, I haven't really seen him do anything on his own independently to advance the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania or the United States of America, for that matter. 
he would be one that I would like to see impeached. Uh, he's embarrassing. He's embarrassing to the state of Pennsylvania. Yeah, I must admit, you know, I, I really think I made a mistake when I supported Dr. Oz over uh, McCormick. Um, I won't make that mistake again. I think McCormick would have beaten uh, Fetterman, and I think he would have been a certainly a more traditional United States senator, and certainly one who, who brings to the table a great deal of economic experience that could actually make a contribution right now, which right. I don't believe Fetterman's doing. And I, I was the one that emailed you the other day about five-year term, uh, five-year term limit. And you know, I just think too that this would just take some of this stuff away. If people, if people that are in Congress, Senate, uh, President, if they would only have one term where they could be in, and they have to be out for a term, and then they could go for something else. If you're in Senate, then you could run for the House or run for President, but then you're done. And you know, I think you should also have no benefits other than person has, and your pay should be the median scale of what your constituents are. No, that's a good point. I heard this morning on Gordon Deal's program, which airs uh, before us on WKOK, they talked about Washington, D.C. as a retirement problem, and not the typical retirement problem where people in their 60s and se- late, seven- late 60s, early 70s have to keep working because they haven't gotten enough money put aside for retirement. But in Washington, people don't retire. They want to hang on to power and hang on to that money. <laughs> right. You know, it's like what I said. If you if you can't do something in, in you know, five or six years, you shouldn't be in that office. I couldn't agree so. with you more. <laughs> but, you know, okay. we'll keep our fingers crossed. Hey, thanks, Dave. Appreciate your call from Lewisburg. Take care, sir. 570-743-9565. And Eric is on the mark from Port Treverton. We'll take you before the break, sir. Good morning. Thank you for taking me before the break, Joe. Uh, so, so we're in agreement about uh, about Oz and whatever. Fetterman, you know, again, I think they're probably going to blow in smoke. But I want to talk about gun control, gun. How about um, not even gun control? How about just gun smart? Uh, you know, I'm a gun owner, like Stan's a gun owner, and, and no one wants their guns taken away. But um, we got to take some steps. So I brought this up on the show before. What about mandatory education needed for new gun ownership? Uh, if you buy a handgun, um, you need to uh, go through a period of training before you actually take possession of that gun. And again, that gives the gun owner a chance, a gun shop owner a chance to uh, get an idea because most of the gun shop owners also conduct classes, right? At least mine does. Um, and then if something comes up, then you take the additional steps of, of telling somebody to, to uh, you know, do further investigations because our current red flag laws don't always work. And I'd be willing to say, okay, delay getting that gun in my hand, because if you go out and buy a handgun, you have to have it within, you know, a certain period of time. To me, that is kind of a a flag anyhow that something, you know, is going on. Now, for hunting, hunting, just show your hunter safety card, right? We all had to go through hunter safety class before we could get our hunting license. So, yeah, so if you're getting a long gun, a shotgun, or a deer rifle, you know, just hunter safety, hunter safety card, you know, and then purchase it, you know. So, uh, let me ask you this question. I realize you did bring that idea up before about having education being one of the components, but what is it we're going to teach these people that would lead them not to uh, take up a gun if they're mentally ill and start shooting people? What it would do would, would give the, the trainer a chance to get a, a better idea of the person because... Uh, you know, and I know people with who are going through life challenges and so forth often give off signals, and you can also be talking to them, and, and you can you can get some feedback on these guys 
or gals that you know something's not quite right. Then you then you hit the the, the hotline to say you know what maybe maybe we need this person to be checked out a little further uh, during this waiting period. Um, and that and the other thing I think is if you buy a handgun in Pennsylvania, you should have to buy a handgun safe um, to, to to keep it keep it safe from the kids. Um, you're buying a handgun. Unless you're buying it used, you're probably paying seven, eight, nine thousand dollars for it. You can get a, a little handgun safe for about hundred bucks. But if you're concerned so, those, about those are my two suggestions. if you're concerned about your safety, and you bought the gun because you want to feel safe in your home with it, locking it up in a safe doesn't seem like a very practical solution, does it? It certainly isn't going to make well, you feel any safer. I don't know about you, but the handgun safes, the one I have, I can open in less than two seconds. Okay. You know, set either on your fingerprints or to be toggled, and you can open them up, and it, it automatically opens the thing up just like that. I mean, it, it's literally seconds, and you have you have your access to it. On the other hand, a child coming along can't can't get at it, you know. So so what or do you do, like, much less, less much less chance of getting at it. If you we put it by the TV set, so if somebody breaks into your home, you can get it quickly, but the kid could see it there. Well, most people keep it uh, by their bed because chances of someone breaking your house is usually at night. You're in your bed sleeping. Well, most true. people keep it on a nightstand or under the bed or something somewhere close by. Well, that might be a practical solution. I, I don't see anything wrong with requiring safe storage of a firearm. I think that's certainly a good idea, especially if any child could ever come anywhere near it. I agree that's worth doing. Okay, so I say I never have kids in my home. Well, everyone sooner or later has, unless it's a very different circumstance, Remember, kids in your home, whether it's your own kids, big grandkids, you know, kids visiting or whatever. I mean, it's to me, again, you're paying almost $1,000 for a handgun, throw another 100 in. Let's, let's do it to keep the kids safe. And again, to reinforce our red flag laws and everything, the training, uh, waiting periods. That's why we have waiting periods, right? To, to you know, cool off periods. Someone to go out and buy a handgun, turn around and shoot, shoot someone the same day or whatever. So, and again, if. Uh, if, if something comes up, because I, again, I'm going to say people like Stan and other people who, who, um, who sell firearms, they don't want to sell a firearm to someone that's going to turn around and commit a crime with it. I believe they're good people. I believe they're, they're, they want, uh, you know, safety and so forth. So I think they'd be on board to say, Hey, look, yeah, I, I, I sold this handgun and now boy, this person just giving me all kinds of, uh, you know, I can't not give it to them, but you know, hello authority. I'm, I'm advising about this. Look a little closer at this person. Well, fair enough. Maybe that's worth a shot. Who knows? Okay. All thanks, right. Joe. Hey, thanks. Appreciate your call, as always, Eric. 570-743-9565. We have to take our final break of the day. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com. Text us at 70236. But put OTM at the start of your message. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. 
Do you have an invention idea but don't know what to do next? Call InventHelp now for free information on how to get started today. InventHelp provides invention services that help everyday inventors get started with their idea. We have representatives nationwide who will explain the InventHelp process step by step. Over 10,000 patents have been secured through InventHelp's patent referral services. Our services include professional materials needed to showcase your invention and 3D animation and prototype modeling that help you demonstrate your idea. Get down to the details of your idea with a technical drawing. The InventHelp databank includes thousands of companies who have agreed to review new ideas. We've been helping inventors since 1984. Let's help you next. Take advantage of the opportunity to get started today. Call 1-800-354-9416. That's 1-800-354-9416. Again, 1-800-354-9416. Hey, y'all. My name is Sierra, and a little thing that I love about the Chick-fil-A Spicy Chicken Biscuit is that it has the perfect amount of spice to jumpstart my day. Whoever thought of it, thank you so much. Hi, my name is Robert, and a little thing I love about Chick-fil-A Spicy Chicken Biscuit is the biscuit. It reminds me of my grandma's homemade biscuit. It's always buttery and savory. Then you add the spices, instant classic. Order the Spicy Chicken Biscuit on the Chick-fil-A app today. Real Chick-fil-A guests paid for their testimonials. And we are back, brought to you as always by the Sunbury Motor Company, selling more cars, satisfying more customers since 1915. On the Mark is the name of the program, and our texters have been particularly busy today. Uh, another text says, Eric is a Second Amendment supporter, but type of guy. Well, there's always a but in there somewhere, right? Um, and that's spelled B-U-T. Fetterman has done nothing. He spent two or three months in mental health treatment instead of doing his job. And another one on Mr. Fetterman. So as Fetterman has no respect for the office or the citizens of Pennsylvania, he's a slob. Okay, and then another one on going back to the gun issue says a universal background check can't work without registry. Otherwise, how would the government know if a background check was done on a private sale? Well, if you get a background check and they're just you're just buying a gun, isn't it what you are more important than the gun you're purchasing? Uh, the fact that you're purchasing a gun, I don't think the government needs to know what type of gun. Maybe they do, uh, but, you know, they don't need to have the exact specifics. Maybe it's a handgun, six bullets, or it's an automatic or something like that. But the main question is, are you qualified to have that gun? Not, is the gun qualified to have you? Just my opinion. And uh, let's see. We didn't get to it today, but I, I did want to talk. I started out this morning with every intention about talking about the new polling that the Washington Post and ABC released on Sunday that found that if the 2024 presidential election were held today... Trump would win with 52% to 42% over Biden. Respondents also held a poor view of Biden's handling of the economy and the U.S.-Mexico border, in addition to his age. And I really got a big kick out of watching the morning shows this morning on MSNBC and CNN. They were just going all overboard, trying to find some way to justify the fact that this poll was probably an outlier. And amazingly, the Washington Post even put its own qualifier on the survey, on the study, saying that it may be an outlier because other ones have found that the race is much closer than 52 to 42 percent. Anyway, the Post, as I said, downplayed the results of its own poll after it showed Trump was such a commanding lead. However, the sizable margin of
of Trump's lead in this survey is significantly at odds with other public polls that show the general election a virtual dead heat. We'll cover this more tomorrow. Hey, thanks for being with us. Thanks for your calls. Thank you for your texts. Thank you for your emails. Thank you to the Sunbury Motor Company for sponsoring us. We'll be back with On the Mark tomorrow on WKOK Sunbury.